This message you are about to listen to was recorded live at the retained Christian Church of God, Fountain of Life Parish, December Farms Road, at Cable Stop, Agbara Dusada Road, Ogun State. The blessed as you listen. If you know you are free, indeed, rise up on your feet. Wave your two hands to Jesus. And if you agree with me that Jesus has been so good to us, I don't know in which area you want to be appreciative to God. Lift up your voices and begin to appreciate him this morning. Father, we thank you. Lord, we worship you. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you adoration. We give you exhortation. Thank you because your faithfulness cannot be compared to the faithfulness of men. Lord, we thank you for keeping us. We thank you for diverse kind of testimonies we share. Father, we worship you because you are faithful. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we worship you. Be thou exalted, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Daily as I live, often as I breathe, let my whole life be expressions of your grace. of glory we worship you thank you for the privilege to call you our father we call you Haba father this morning hallowed be your name father we ask oh lord that you speak to us expressly this morning in the language we will understand and let our lives never remain the same every bondage of fear in the life of anyone here this morning. Father, let it be a thing of the past in the name of Jesus. And let our confidence in you be restored in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to welcome your neighbor. Say you are welcome to church. I want to thank God for your life. Because you are not in Lusada Market this morning. Instead of coming to the house of God. It shows that your understanding is right. Those who still go to Lusada Market. On Sunday. Instead of coming to worship with God. My God will deliver them. Your amen can be. I say my God will deliver them. 
Whether ignorance is the problem or it is love of money, my God will deliver them. Praise the Lord. Let's open our Bibles quickly to Psalm 24, verse 1 to 4. Psalm 27, verse 1 to 4. This morning, we want to speak on the topic, power of fearless living. Psalm 27, from verse 1 to 4, I want us to read together from the screen. Can we read together? One to go. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Verse 2. When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Verse 3. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. Verse 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, and to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. Praise the Lord. From this our memory verse we just read, there are some things I want to bring our attention to. This memory verse, we can say, is a statement of resolution by David. David said in verse 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. That is who I know God to be. And he was saying, because of that, who shall I fear? I know God as my light. So why should I fear darkness? That was what David was saying. I know God as my light. Why should I fear darkness? David was saying, God is my salvation. God has saved me before. He's able to save me from the fiery furnace of the enemy like he saved Daniel and the three Hebrew boys. The God that I know is always my salvation. So why should I allow fear to reign in my life? That was what David was saying. And he made another statement. He said, the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Meaning that if the enemy comes against me, I am not going to fight them with my strength. Because the Bible says, the strength of the Lord, the, the, sorry, the, the joy of the Lord is your strength. I not praise the Lord. By strength shall no man prevail. So by your own strength you can't prevail. But by the strength of the Lord, you can prevail. So that was what the, David was saying. The Lord is my strength. I have no strength of my own. But I have God who is strong and mighty. Because of that, why should I be afraid? And he went ahead. He said, when? Somebody say when. When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, when they came. I want you to take note of something here. 
David said when and not if. For those of us who don't know that life is warfare, I come to challenge you this morning. Life is much more than you living the way some people live. They wake up in the morning, they do like this. And they go. Life is more than that. Life is warfare. Whether you like it or not, there are seasons when the enemy will come. There are seasons when the enemy will come. There are seasons why battles will come. When battles will come. Not if. Not if. So David know what he was saying. He said, when the wicked, when they come, any time they come, their portion is that they will stumble and they will fall. Let's look at verse 3. Look at what he now said. Though an host will encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. The true test of your confidence in God is when you are confronted with battles and you don't fear. When somebody says, ah, my faith in God is intact. I trust God. My heart is at rest in God. But how come when battles come, you still go from place to place? Visiting upper list. Checking on white garment prophets. And you say you are not afraid. How come when battles come, <laughs> you leave Jesus to one side and you look for where they will give you concussion? Praise the Lord. As a pastor, I've discovered that those who have visited many places like that, when they come to see pastor, they don't want pastor to just pray and say it is done. What they want pastor to do is, for, they want pastor to give them something that they will be using. Like the white garment prophet used to give them. We don't have any weapon than the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus may not be physical, but it is powerful than what they give you. As an unbeliever on campus, one day I came home and my mom called me. My mom said, I had a dream that they shot you and your enemy was dead. I was a student. And I said, mommy, I don't want to die. She took me to one baba. And that baba gave me one paper. On that paper, they laminated some, they, they just crossed different things, wrote different things that I don't understand. They laminated it. And that baba gave me and said, this thing must never leave your pocket. He said, those Hot boys on campus. If they shoot you, it's not you they shoot, it's another person. I said, I don't understand. Baba said, Go. That time the Baba gave me that nonsense. 
I began to live in fear. Do you know? I now went to buy some boxers that have inner pockets. So when I'm going to the bedroom, the new one I want to change to, I will carry it in the bedroom. So as I am changing the dirty one, I will remove that insurance, put it in the new one, and wear it. I'll say, now I'm safe. Any day I forget, wherever I am, I'm running back to my room. So what if something happened now? But right there on campus, I met Jesus. And I threw away demonic insurance. Because I don't need backup for Jesus. I don't need backup for Jesus. He cannot fail. He can't fail. And from that time till now, like David said, anytime the enemy comes, they regret coming. I pray for someone listening to me here this morning. Every satanic embarrassment in your life comes to an end in the name of Jesus. What is fear? Fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the threat of danger, pain, or harm. Fear is a feeling. Fear is a negative emotion. Fear is that conclusion within you that the enemy is up to the task as regards the threat the enemy brought against you. Threat, fear is the evidence that you believe that the devil is powerful. The truth is every human being at one time or the other we show fear for certain things for different reasons. It's natural. But to be living perpetually in fear is bondage. Even though we should fear God I want us to know that fear is not of God. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, the Bible says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of a sound mind. Fear is a spirit. Fear is of the devil. There are some people, if they see cockroach moving in darkness, they begin to scream and shout that maybe they have come again from the village. Even if they come from the village, can't they return wounded and destroyed? That's why you are a child of God. You are there to teach them lessons. When they miss road and come to your side, they should go with Mark that they visited the wrong person and they were thoroughly dealt with. Those are the kind of people who are our members in this place. That's the kind of Christian God wants you to become. And you must become that. Amen. You must become a threat to the kingdom of darkness. In Romans 8 verse 15. Romans 8 15. The Bible says, 
For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry Abba Father. Someone was giving testimony this morning that something happened and I shouted the name Jesus. That name gives us access to the Father. When anything that should make us fearful arises, we have a name that is our insurance. Not calling that name shows that our confidence is not in God. In many places in the scriptures, this, the, the, the fear not appears in many places. Fear not, be not dismayed. Bible scholars said the, the, the phrase fear not or be not dismayed or don't worry or something like that. That there are 365 places in the Bible where fear not or another phrase that means fear not appears. And they said that is not co a coincidence. That it is because if we need one fear not per day, the Bible has supplied all the fear not we need all year long. One of the places in the scriptures that I would like us to read together is Isaiah 41 verse 10 to 14. And that is where God is speaking to someone from this morning. Isaiah 41 from verse 10 to 14. Fear Head thou not, for I am with thee. Somebody say, God is with me. Can you say it louder? Say, God is with me. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. The same way he strengthened David. I will help thee. When you need help against the enemy to destroy the enemy to defeat the enemy God will supply you help in the name of Jesus the hand of the Lord will be involved in every battle of your life in the name of Jesus God is saying to someone I will help thee I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness verse 11 behold all day that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing. And they that strive with thee shall perish. I pray for someone listening to me this morning. Every unrepentant enemy hunting for your soul shall soon be buried in the name of Jesus. Those who will not allow you to enter into your rest, I prophesy by the Spirit of the Lord. They shall be soon be, they shall soon be laid to rest in the name of Jesus. I say, everyone walking against your rest shall soon be laid to rest in the name of Jesus. They shall be as nothing. And they that strive with thee shall perish. It means they will become history. If they won't allow you rest, they die. It's not every time we tell the enemy, God bless you. There are people that this kind of prayer I'm praying. 
they will say it's not by, what, what do you mean by it's not by biblical? There are enemies you say God bless you to. There are those you declare war against. There are some enemies that if you are too gentle, they will make your case look like the case of Naboth. That they finished before Ep came. I pray for someone listening to me here. Before the enemy puts your back on the ground, by divine intervention, God will bring you out of that battle in the name of Jesus. Verse 12. Thou shalt seek them and shall not find them. Even them that contended with thee, they that war against thee shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. In the name of Jesus, every enemy of your rising, the Lord will turn them to rack. In the name of Jesus. Those who are circulating your name from one evil altar to another altar. But because you are connected to the altar of God, and the altar of God swallows up every altar of darkness, in the mighty name of Jesus, every incense they born against you shall backfire in the name of Jesus. Let's look at verse 13 and 14. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. I pray for someone this morning, the Lord will help you. I say, The Lord will help you. The person I'm praying for is not saying amen. The Lord will help you in the name of Jesus. At every battlefront you have found yourself. The Lord will help you out in the name of Jesus. For high the Lord will hold your right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Verse 14. Fear not, thou warm Jacob, and ye men of Israel, I will help thee, saith the Lord, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Anyone God is helping, no enemy can resist. Anyone God is helping, any enemy that tries to resist such people, always go down. They always go down. The reason why you see a lot of people hand miserably is because they are opposing people that God is helping. People who stand against anyone that God is standing with, they always go down. They always go down. That's why when I see someone that I know is truly weak, I go down. I don't weep. I don't waste my tears. Don't waste my tears. Praise the Lord. Fear has contemporaries like anxiety. Worry, doubt. They are, they are friends of fear. Anyone that is fearful will not sleep well. Am I, am I lying? Anyone that is fearful, they don't sleep well. Every source of fear that has withdrawn your sleep is arrested in the name of Jesus. Fear is the direct opposite of faith. And that's why 
Someone in this place, this one needs to know. The fear of the devil means faith in the devil. See, if an abalist come to me and say, I will deal with you. I will do this. I will do that. And because of that, I can't sleep again. You know what that means? I believe the abalist. That's what it means. I believe him. I believe he's as powerful as claims. I believe he's up to the task. That's why I'm shaking. I'm fearful. That's why I've lost my sleep. For somebody living like that here this morning, today, fear dies in your life. In the name of Jesus. I want you to know that fearlessness is not the absence of fear. Fearlessness is not the absence of fear. What makes you fear can exist and yet you don't fear. David said in that Bible text we read, though a host encamp against me, Abby, my heart shall not fear. The reason to fear can be there and yet you don't fear because your confidence is intact in God. That regardless of what the enemy relies on, your God is able to deliver you always. That's the confidence David has. That's why he was saying, no enemy can bamboos me and harass me and threaten me and I will lose my sleep. I want us to know that fear is the gateway through which the devil gains advantage over Christians. So you may be born again if you easily become fearful over every little thing. Something is still wrong. Something is still wrong. In 1 John verse 4 to 18, the Bible says there's no fear in love. But perfect love casted out fear because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Fear has torment. Fear is the gateway of torment. Fear makes you not to attack the enemy. Let me give you an illustration. Those who watch football. If a big team like Barcelona wants to play a small team, the small team, the difference between them sometimes can be mentality. The small team will look at Barcelona and say, they have mercy. Ha. We need to defend well. And because of that, they will do what we call packing the bus. I mean, those that watch football, like Mourinho used to do. Instead of them attacking, all of them will now block goal post. Then the enemy will keep attacking them. They keep retracting. They keep retracting. That's what many Christians do. You fear the enemy to the extent that you can't pray against the enemy. When it is obvious the enemy is doing certain things, you can't make declarations against them. Are you sensing that there are wishes in your environment and because of that to pray such that your neighbors will hear you is becoming difficult. To rise in your house and say let God arise and every enemy of God around there scatter. 
has become difficult because you are fearful. You know, it can be a tragedy if you are a carrier of dangerous weapon and you don't use it. If you carry AK-47 and somebody carry one village on Tagon and that person is facing you with gun that cannot kill immediately but can only inflict little wound at a time. And you carry AK-47 that will destroy instantly. And they are, they are shooting their hunter gun. And you, you, are, you are running back. You are saying, hey, Joe, please. Hey, Joe, I won't come to the village again. Please. And you have AK-47 that you can shoot one time. And you destroy them. That's the way many Christians are, be, are behaving. Why do we fear? I want to tell us seven reasons why we fear. Number one is sin. Somebody say sin. You know what the Bible says in Proverbs 28 verse 1? The wicked flee when no man pursue it. But the righteous are bold as a lion. The wicked flees when no man pursue it. Two Wednesdays ago, we were praying here. And I raised a prayer against enemy of the church. Um, after we finished, one of the people praying with us came to meet me and, and said, God, open my eyes as you ask us to pray that prayer. And I saw a man that fell down on the floor flat. And I said, eh, we defeated the enemy in the place of prayer. We defeated the enemy in the place of prayer. The Bible says, open your mouth wide and I'll feel it. Psalm, six, Psalm 56 verse 9, when I cry to the Lord, then shall my enemies run back. You must cry. But you cannot cry if sin is in place. Sin is the number one reason why we fear. Sin is the number one reason. The wicked flee when no man pursue it. A sinful person, a man that is committing secret sin and covering it, we, not, we always live in fear. How many of us know that, that if, if a man has girlfriend, he will be hiding the phone from the wife? How many of us know? He will password everything. Password the phone, password WhatsApp, password Facebook, password. Because he has sins that he's covering. Women, am I lying? There are some women like that too. They have things they cover. The Bible says, he that covereth his sins shall not prosper. Fear of being caught. Fear that what if they discover? What if my wife catch me? What if my husband catch me? This thing I'm doing, what if they... Anyone committing sin, we always live in fear. Number two reason why we fear is ignorance of our God and who we are in him. That's the second reason why we fear, ignorance. And that was what David was saying in that Psalm 27 verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. I know him. I know that God. I know him. Darkness cannot threaten me into becoming a chicken. Another reason why we fear is wrong spiritual diet. What do I mean by that? Wrong spiritual diet. Romans 10, 17. Wrong spiritual diet. I want to help me warn your neighbor. Be careful of what you take. 
Be careful of what you take. In this case, I'm not talking of physical food, spiritual food. Can we read together? So then, faith come by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. How many of us know that fear too come by hearing? What you hear and internalize causes fear. If you listen too much to bad news, fear will grip you. Fear will grip you. If what you listen to more often, there are the evil things happening around. You listen to the news. Al Jazeera, they kill 200 people in Afghanistan. This is, you know what will be happening? The devil will be ministering to you that. You see, I'm, I'm very powerful. You see? You see, I am just killing, just destroying everywhere. You see, I'm powerful. And you'll be saying, it's true. This devil is powerful. It's because of what you are. Your spiritual diet. If you are not inhaling the word of God, if it is the word of Satan, the activity of Satan, the thing Satan is doing, that you are loading yourself with, you'll be living in fear. Because Satan will keep coming to minister to your soul that as I have done it to others, I can do it to you. And because you have loaded yourself with evidence of what, how he has done it in the past, his antecedents will convince you that he's able to do it. But when you load yourself with testimonies of what God has done, how he has destroyed the agenda of darkness in the lives of people, when you listen to the word of God, you will know and have faith in God that God can always use your David to bring down Goliath. Another reason why we fear is satanic confrontation. Satanic confrontation. In 1 Samuel 17 verse 10 to 11, the children of Israel, they were being confronted by Goliath. 1 Samuel 17 verse 10 to 11. Goliath was confronting the children of Israel. And they were afraid. Goliath said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we, we fight together. When Saul and Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Philippians, you are not displayed. Can we read it together? I want to go. Can we read together? I want to go. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. Verse 11. And when Saul and not Israel heard these words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Many Christians, when they see a child of the devil, confront them boldly. They are afraid. They are afraid. I've shared this story before. When we wanted to start our parish at Idoin. We were preparing for let's go fishing. And we went on evangelism in that village. That village, before you move one, two minutes, you see shrine in different places at Idoin. And we got to the front of a particular house during evangelism. A man who I suspect to be an abalist was sitting in front of the house with two women that I suspect maybe they are his wives. 
As I was moving close, that man began to set his eyes on me. As I, as I moved closer to him, he started to ask me questions in Yoruba. Who are you? Who is your father? Who sent you here? Where are you from? He started to ask me that way. And I knew that the man has satanic backup. But I didn't allow him to threaten me. I told him, my biological father does not live around here. But my heavenly father is the owner of this place. He's the one that sent us here. And no man born of woman can stand against us. When I said, when he said his own and I said my own, he looked at me, couldn't say anything again. Then he bowed his head down. And he stretched out his hand and collected rats. Till I left, he didn't lift that head up. I got to that place the next day. When we went out for evangelism, I didn't see him. I saw the two women that were sitting with him outside. And as they saw me, they stood up. And they said, Pastor, they said, Pastor, that your church will be coming there. Will be coming to that your church. As they were saying, they were shaking. I didn't know what God, what that, what God has done to them. But I knew that that man was carrying Satan inside of him. And I carry this presence of God to him. And when darkness sees light, darkness must disappear. Darkness must disappear. I remember Pastor Adideji came. We went to pray at that church. And Pastor Adideji was giving a prophecy that Abalis will come to worship in that church. Am I, am I lying? Abalis has joined you. Abalis has repented. It's from that church. Why are we afraid of the enemy? Another reason why we fear is we consider the stature and the antecedents of the enemy. The stature and the antecedents of the enemy. We always con con consider it. In Numbers 13, if you read verse 30 to 33, Moses sent representative to go and spy the promised land. A sort of people came with a report that we are not able to possess that land. There are giants there and we, we are like grasshopper before them. But Caleb said, we are more than able. Can we do it together? Want to go? And Caleb see the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. Verse 31, let's see what other people said. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Who told them that it was by their strength that God will deliver that land unto them? David knew that God is his own strength. These people didn't know. And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they are searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. Who told you that your own stature is small? Who told you that you are not a giant in the spirit? Who told you? I shared a, a, a story before. 2000, 
and uh, 12. Esther was very young, few months old. And my wife told me, the, the work in this house is too much. I'm the one doing this, doing that, 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 that. And that time my work was tedious. Every time I come home, I just want to, to rest, to sleep. Before I could even do anything, I, I must have slept for some hours. Praise the Lord. My wife said, I said, what, where are you driving to? She said, we need our help. I said, how do we get? We didn't pray. We didn't pray. I said, how do we get? I said, I know some people, I will call them. They were arranged for one girl from the village. Then they brought that demon from the village. They brought that demon. I just discovered that. When I say, let us pray. And we are praying. She will open her eyes. She won't pray. That's why some of you don't pray. When I ask us to pray, I suspect you. <laughs> she won't pray. And she will look, she will, she'll be looking at me like this. I didn't know we have used our money to hire a demon. That same month, my daughter was sick. She would just be running temperature. We took her to the hospital, they placed her on admission. Suddenly, I told my wife, I said, this thing is not medical. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. We got it wrong somewhere. Something is wrong. We prayed. God took control. And immediately, we left the hospital and came back home. That girl just went to my wife. We were in the sitting room. Mommy, daddy, I want to go back to our house. She said it in Yoruba. They brought her from one village here in Ogun State. I've forgotten the name. As she was saying it, I didn't know what came over my wife. My wife shouted at her. Kilowa Shembi. That is, what did you come here to do? Then she said, uh, they sent me. They sent me. Sent you to come and do what? They sent me to, go and, to come and destroy She said, they told me before I left that I should not go near daddy. That daddy would destroy me. As at that time, I wasn't a pastor. I wasn't a serious believer. As at that time, I was, I was a worker in church, but not serious. Not serious. But once in a while, when the devil confronts me, I wake up. I wake up once in a while. When I'm sleeping and the devil comes, I wake up. She said, they, when she said they told that, that she shouldn't move near daddy, I said, they want you. She said, they want me. So that's why we didn't bother to try you. He said, when we tried to do anything against mommy, we couldn't do it because mommy prays too much. And it's true. My wife can sometimes lose control and pray uncontrollably. Sometimes when I'm sleeping in the night, I just wake up. Somebody is blasting everywhere. So, and I knew at that time that she was suddenly picking signal and started to pray strangely. I didn't know because she was more sensitive than myself. He said, we now decided that we should try to touch your daughter. But you people didn't allow us. And now I want to go. I cannot stay again. I pray for someone listening to me. 
every agent of darkness that has entered into your territory will no longer be comfortable in the name of Jesus. Why I share that story is because the people we fear, they fear us. But we don't know. We don't know. We don't know who we are. I've had experiences in the past that it was through all those kind of satanic confession I began to know who I, I was. From 1986, I'm, I'm from a Muslim family. My dad used to take, take us home for Ilea. But from 1986 till 2000 and something, my dad flee from the village, didn't take us there again. For many years, we ran from the village. Because in the village, there are people that will look at you like this. And you will have shortage of blood. There are people like that. There are people in my village. I came from a place where they can, they can size you up by just looking at you. Uh, you won't see that straw. You won't see it. But they just need to look at you strangely. So those times when we go to the village and come back to Ibadan, one by one, all of us will be falling sick. Be falling sick. When one is out of hospital, the next one we go, next one we go. Instead of responding with violence, uh, my daddy carried us around. Say, oh yeah, we know they go village again. Those people, where they did strong past me. Because he didn't know Jesus. He didn't know Jesus. Today, if I go to that village, wishes, we, they will go and hide. Wishes, they must go and hide. They must go and hide. That is who we are in Christ. And I came this morning to challenge somebody. Wake up and know who you are. Enough of satanic harassment. You know, one of the reasons why I know that a lot of Christians live in fear is because Many times when they are confronted, they never think that their solution, the solution to their problem is internal. When you tell some people that if you pray, God will answer, God will do it, you still see written all over them that they are still worried. When you begin to think prayer cannot solve your problem, it is because you are afraid of the enemy. If you are confident in God that if you pray, the enemy cannot still remain. You will pray. And God will answer. God is not wicked. He answers prayers. Another source of fear is evil dream. Evil dream. And this is where I have concerns with a lot of people in church. Evil dreams. Let me tell you something. If you dream an evil dream, you haven't seen what will happen. You have not seen what will happen. What you have seen is a satanic proposal. Which you either choose to accept or reject. So when people tell me I have a full dream, I don't lose my sleep. Tell me the dream. And after telling me, we pray and cancel it. After we have canceled it, I forget it. I trust God and I know God. That anything we tell God we don't want, God doesn't allow. I know him. I know him. So I cannot have one yeah, yeah, dream and I will not lose my peace. That's not the way to be a Christian. That's not the way to be a Christian. 
The reason why you see something negative in the dream is not so that you can fear. It's so that you can know that the enemy is at work. And you must get to work. And getting to work means you rise and pray and tell God every agenda of darkness I reject and I refuse to allow it to happen in the name of Jesus. That's your job. So you see something negative, get to work. And if it is something positive you see, get to work also. Pray it to manifestation. On the other way, some people will see something good. Maybe they see themselves become rich in the dream. They now say, I've seen it. I'm a rich man. I'm going there. That you see does not mean you will drive on a smooth expressway and get there. There are enemies that have seen it before you. And they don't sleep while you are snoring. And that's the reason why many people carry prophecy about. I saw it myself. They've told me. They carry it for many years and it's not fulfilled. That's not what, I'm, what we are talking about today. So you see something negative. You don't have to fear. All you need to do is get up on your feet and cancel. And cancel it. And cancel it. In Isaiah 7, verse 5 to 7. Isaiah 7, verse 5 to 7. I want us to read something together there. Isaiah 7, verse 5 to 7. Can we read it together? One to go. Because Syria, Ephraim, and the son of Remali have taken evil counsel against thee, saying, verse 6, let us go up against Judah and vex it, and let us make a bridge here in for us, and set the king in the midst of it, even the son of Tabir. Verse 7, thus said the Lord, he shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass. I pray for somebody listening to me this morning. Every negative revelation that has come your way will not stand. In the name of Jesus. Every vision of negative occurrence will not stand. In the name of Jesus. Neither shall it come to pass. In the mighty name of Jesus. And lastly, why we fear? We fear because of prayerlessness. Somebody say prayerlessness. Prayerlessness. The place of prayer is the place where we receive the spirit of boldness. In Acts 4 verse 13. Acts 4 verse 13. The Bible says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. They marveled. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Everyone who had been with Jesus in the place of prayer, in the place of fellowship, they are bold to confront their enemies. The reason why we live a fearful life is because we don't have a secret place. When we have a secret place where we meet with Jesus regularly, boldness to confront every satanic lion becomes our portion becomes our portion. And that's the kind of Christians we should become. If you wake up in the morning, you come out of your gate and you see one uh, sacrifice there and you have prayed and you are coming out confidently, nothing stops you from using your leg to kick it inside gutter. Nothing stops you. 
One day at the area quarters, we got to church very early for early morning prayer. And we saw the dog in front of church and um, they, put, they put something there. They put something there. We didn't care to know what it was. We dug it back. Dug it back and threw, and threw it away. One day, coming to church at, at the area quarters, at that junction, T-junction, we saw a sacrifice there in the morning. Destroyed the sacrifice. Destroyed the sacrifice. Why, why, we, why should Christians live a fearless life? One day, area pastor called me. said, where are you? As I'm in the office, as you are leaving the office, meet me. We are going somewhere. And we went, where did we go to? There was a man that bought a land. He bought that land as an extension to his uh, factory. And some people told him that this land you have bought, oh, you see that tree on that land? Don't cut it. Oh. If you cut it, you die. Oh. We went there that day. We we lifted up the name of Jesus and we said, why we are still here? Yeah. Cut, cut down the tree. If anybody wants to die, it will be in the camp of the enemy. They cut the tree and that man has possessed his land. But out of fear, out of fear, the man can leave the land there and say, ah, since there's a tree I cannot cut there. Maybe I should even leave my money with them and tell them, take your land, though. I don't want to take it. Rise up on your feet. Let's rise. Let's rise. Let's rise. Let's rise. What do you do to overcome fear? Confess and forsake your sin. This morning you are here and you know you are a sinner. You will live perpetually in fear until you settle the issue of sin with Jesus. You are here this morning. Maybe the, the, the devil is even pursuing you based on the evidence of what you have done in the past. And revenge is catching up on you gradually. All you need to do this morning is to say to Jesus, I surrender. Wherever you are, you want this issue of sin to be a thing of the past. Put your right hand on your chest. And say, Lord Jesus, I come to you this morning in total surrender. Knowing that I'm a sinner, put your hand on your chest. Forgive me my sins. Have mercy on me. Write my name in the book of life. Every stronghold of fear of the devil over my life, let it be destroyed this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Lift up your voices and say, Strong God of fear over my life and destiny. Be broken in the name of Jesus.
Jesus. Mighty name we are praying. I said, what do you do? Confess and forsake your sins. Number two, fear God. Number three, search for knowledge of God. Number four, feed your inner man with the word of God. Number five, pray regularly. Number six, confront your fears using your past testimonies. David said to Goliath in 1 Samuel 17 verse 37, he said, the Lord had delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. That was what he said. And Saul became convinced that this boy will be victorious in battle. And the Bible said, and Saul said unto David, go and the Lord be with thee. I want to lift up your voices. You might have forgotten. There are junctions in life where you were afraid and the enemy could do nothing. Eventually, the Lord delivered you. Why are you still fearful? Lift up your voices and say, Father, you have delivered me in the past. Every satanic assault against my life and destiny, let them be over in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Jeremiah 20 verse 11. As we pray the last prayer. Jeremiah 20 verse 11. I want to read it together with me. Want to go with a loud voice. Want to go. But the Lord is with me as a mighty terrible one. Therefore, my persecutors shall stumble and they shall not prevail. They shall be greatly ashamed for they shall not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. Can you turn this to prayer? Can you turn it to prayer? If what you have just read has meaning to you, can you turn it to prayer? Makelia pasana keripo shibrandia kata ropo kalabaya kayaboria kala lepo zana kabaya karabaya leteke ropo kelia brakianda bosha maria baya galawa rapaya poria kanda lepo sania kayaboria kanda ba thank you Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ruba shada baria kana mashaka. Epelia kaya bosania manakaya. Eparaka baya garabaria pastana. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. I pray for you this morning. By the authority in the name of Jesus. As from today, evidence that the Lord is with you as the mighty, terrible God begins to manifest in the name of Jesus. Every strong man of darkness that challenges you on the way to destiny fulfillment, 
the same way Goliath fell, they will fall in the name of Jesus. The Lord will make you a terror to the, to the kingdom of darkness. The Lord will make you too hard to handle. In the mighty name of Jesus. If the enemy come against you one way, they shall flee seven ways in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated.